When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. What was it like to win the Cambridgeshire Handicap at Newmarket in 2017? Yeah, it was a great day. Um, don't ever forget, especially sort of just at the right time in my career, sort of to get a um, the opportunity to ride in a race like that and to um, to win it as well um, was great. Uh, a great day, and um, for Martin Mead and Freddie and um, the whole team down there met there Manson. So it was a really enjoyable day, and um, no, they will never forget. Well, we're going to go back, George, um, with this story to how you got the ride on Dolphin Vista, the four-year-old gelding, as you said, trained by Martin Mead. How did you get the ride? Um, it came about, not really too sure. I'd had a few rides to Martin and Freddie before. Um, and then sort of coming to the handicap like that, I was still up to the apprentice at the time. I think they just wanted to take a few pounds of his back and help him, help him along. Um, and so, yes, I managed to get, managed to get up and board him in the, um, in the Cambridgeshire with the, um, yeah, the day you won, so it was great. And you were only a 19-year-old apprentice then. You hadn't been riding very long. Yeah, no, that's it. it was pretty early on in my career. So it was um, a nice way to um, yeah, help kickstart the career. And um, sort of plenty, plenty more opportunities came out of it as well. So no, I was really grateful for sort of everyone sort of gaining support even after that race. He was a very experienced horse. Um, he'd ran six times as a two-year-old, eight times as a three-year-old, and... He moved stables as a four-year-old from Richard Fahey's. What sort of temperament did Dolphin Vista have? Yeah, he was a pretty straightforward horse. Um, yeah, he was pretty, pretty straightforward and easygoing. Um, and so then he sort of, I think, since he really turned a corner when he had his wind operation, um, so Martin and Freddie were really pleased when Martin had his wind up that he just sort of really turned a corner and mentally was in a great place and sort of fitness-wise going to the race, he was spot on. Um, sort of, sort of, that's a fair play to them because it was, it was a good, great training performance. If you if you if you looked at it from the outside in, it's um, to get a horse like him out of Richard Farhees and be able to improve him. Um, it was great for them and a fair play for them. So, did he have the wind operation after he left Richards? Uh, no, he ran. He he, he, had, he only had that was, that was his first run since the wind operation. He ran in 
at the July course in the summer. So Ocean Murphy rode him and Ocean came back to even made a bit of a noise. So they gave him a wind operation, gave him a bit of time off and then sort of always had the Cambridgeshire in mind since that. So it was, it was a great training performance from Martin and Freddie because they, um, they, they primed that race in the middle of the summer, really. Um, and they sort of were keen that they, they thought he might have a bit more in hand on, on, off his handicap mark, so they didn't really want to run him before then. Um, so they sort of managed to really prime him at home and um, send the race 100%. Yeah, I was looking at his record. He'd, he'd been fifth in the Lincoln. And then, yeah. as you say, he ran at the July meeting at Newmarket, where he, well, a race won actually by Thundering Blue, who was the yeah. favourite for, for the Cambridgeshire. That's yeah. right. Um, how much were you on the day? They're looking forward to the ride. You must have been nervous being a, a young apprentice. Yeah, no, I was just, just more looking forward to it more than anything. Um, so as we were just going into the race, I say it was a big prize, but we were always sort of pretty hopeful as well. It will run, would, would run a big race, so there's no pressure. Um, we sort of go out and enjoy enjoy ourselves, and this sort of if it if it came off, it came off, and it no, it, it did really. Um, what, what, what was great? There's no pressure because it's such a big prize, and no one really expecting too much from him yes it's quite an unusual distance isn't it nine furlongs one mile one furlong first run back in 1839 were you quite sure that he would stay the distance yeah just, we were pretty sure we were pretty confident that um so sort of the, the stiff nine stiff nine furlongs would sort of would, would, would actually suit him um and yeah no he did actually spot on the he came off the bridle early and sort of was hanging a little bit and he was, wasn't really enjoying it, but sort of running down that, into that dip. But when, once he got into the dip and he changed his leads, um, he really did quicken up nicely. And he actually showed a little bit of a turn of foot to, to power way down our, our, near, the near side we were on compared to sort of the far side where the, most of the race was run, really. And did the draw, you were drawn 29 of the 34 runners. Did that help you? Although I think the other the two, the second and third were both on the other side, weren't they? Yeah, so most of the pace early on sort of, I remember looking at sort of having a look across after a few furlongs and thinking we're, we're we're definitely on the wrong side, but we had to sort of make do where we were. And um, as I said, he a credit to the horse when he when he did change leads and, and hit sort of the the ground the rising ground, he did really power away strongly. Um, was credit to him because he needed to to um to make up to make up the difference on the the side we were drawn on. And what are the challenges when you've got as many as thirty four runners in a race? Yeah, just keeping it simple as you can. Try not to overcomplicate things. Um, I think it's very easy you know, sort of those big big handicaps to look around and try and try and overcomplicate it as I said but um, yeah just keeping it simple and um, he really well, yeah, when I've got him travelling behind horse and enjoying it he really did quicken up nicely I mean the favourite Thundering Blue was going into the race after we're looking for a four four timer and you know after that race finished up um Winning a group group two and was also placed in the Judmont, so um, some good opposition on the day. Yeah, no, as I said, he's um, obviously on his day when he was um, hunted right, right and primed. He was a, he was, he was a talented horse. Um, he had plenty of ability. The um, so that was, <clears throat> that was the one day he really managed to show it um, on the track. It was uh, it was great to see, and as I said, it was great for Martin and Freddie to really prime him for, for that race. And he made an. A lot of ground up in the very closing stages, didn't he? Yeah, he did. No, so the, the um, nine furlongs, straight nine furlongs, stiff nine furlongs really suited him. And uh, he, yeah, he sort of stayed on, stayed on really strongly towards the end of the race. And you finished up winning by one and a half lengths. Um, was that at the time your greatest moment in racing? Yeah, it was great. I was lucky enough as an apprentice to win some nice handicaps. 
Um, so yeah, it's it, it's always, always nice to, to win a swing and be how to race like that sort of on on your, your local track as well. Um, sort of plenty of people there, sort of plenty of friends and family there as well on the day. It was great and um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a great day. Day when we get of course. It was a real outsider's day because the second horse Sands Chorus was hundred to one, and the third horse Coat Deserve fifty to one. Yeah, yeah, no, it was um, it was, it was a big price going into the race. We, we always thought he sort of could, could had the potential to outrun that, outrun his odds, and uh, no, he, he sure did that. You only actually rode uh, Dolphin Vista one more time in a listed race at, at Lingfield. Yeah, yeah, rode back at Lingfield um, in a listed race down there just to, towards the end of the year. Um, sort of things didn't really go to plan that day, and um, sort of maybe got a little bit out of class as well. But no, so he was a talented horse, and he was very versatile. Um, he ended up sort of going over, running over hurdles after that, and he sort of he ran up to the age of sort of eight or nine in the end, I think. So he was, no, it was such a versatile horse, and you know, pleased that we managed to um, have him in his prime. You're certainly right about being a versatile horse. Um, he finished up winning a. Um... A couple of listed races, one of them in France. Uh, he ran on the snow at St. Moritz. He uh, he ran at Royal Ascot. Uh, and as you say, two races after running in and winning the Cambridgeshire, he was riding in a hurdle race at Fakenham. Yeah, and I think you went, you went there after that listed race. You, you ran a listed race in December, and I think you ran at yeah, Fakenham in sort of uh, yeah, uh, early, early parts of that of the next year. And he finished up with Jim Boyles, and his last race was in October 2021 in a handicap hurdle at Lingfield. Yeah, yeah, no, he's um, as a, he was very versatile. That probably just shows his attitude and how easy he was to deal with, and that's it. Was fair play to everyone who's sort of involved in the horse, really, because he had a great career, and it's nice to see sort of a horse like that having a career that's um so so long, uh, like a longevity and um and versatility he had in it. I mean, we're saying off air that you rode against him in uh, last year on the flat at Lingfield. Yeah, rode against him last year, so it was, um, no, it, was, it was nice to see him again because I haven't seen him for a few years. And um, yeah, I think towards the end of the career, he sort of, you could tell he sort of just hadn't really got sort of the same ability he had when he was in his prime, but he was still sort of did like he was still enjoying his racing and everything. So they they ran him up to then, and yeah, I think he's I think he's finished now. But it was, it was great to see him sort of sort of go on for so long. Yeah, I think he had a highest rating of 110. So, uh, yeah, he was a it was a decent horse. Yeah, no, so he, was, he was a talented horse on his day when things when things fell right for him. And um, just credit to as I said Martin and Freddie. I think they really changed that horse around. Really, he sort of lost his way a little bit. And uh, yeah, they really sort of put him back on track. And um, yeah, credit to them really. And my final question is: What did winning the Cambridgeshire mean to your career? Yeah, it was great as it came in the right time, just when I was an apprentice. Um, so I was fortunate enough as an apprentice to ride some nice handicap winners. It's a nice big winner. So um, to win the Cambridgeshire on sort of a yeah, big heritage handicap down yeah, in, in, on, on, on the local course was great. Um, and yes, yeah, plenty of opportunities came out off from that as well. So it was great. Well, thank you, George, for sharing your What Was It Like To moment. No worries. No, anytime, anytime, Stephen. Thank you for listening to The Paddock and the Pavilion. You can download the show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at The Pad and Pav. Don't forget, if you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. Sports Social Podcast Network.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.